guys. Um, so my name is Stella, as she just said, and I'm just going to start by telling you guys a little story. It's a really lighthearted story. It's only called Stella's Spiritual Experience During a Pandemic. And so, um, yeah, so we'll just go right into it. So right before the pandemic happened, I got hired to be a church camp counselor, and I was pumped. And I, was deci- I decided that I was going to read my Bible and pray every single day. And basically, I was just going to be perfect. And that was just a really simple, easy goal, you know? And um, so then, as the semester, or sorry, as the pandemic went on, turns out that whenever you can't leave your house for six months, it's really hard. And I think I prayed maybe five times, thought about God a little bit, but prayed and interacted with him maybe five times in six months. It was a really hard time. And so fast forward, I went to church camp, and of course, I still got work, obviously. It was it was always meant to be about him, and it was never supposed to be about me. And so my experience being a church camp counselor was nothing less than that. And um, But still, I felt just kind of weird off. So then came to school, and I still felt like my spiritual life was just really, really forced. I felt like I was talking to God, but I wasn't communicating with him, is what it felt like. And so that continued through all of junior year and first semester of senior year, and everything just continued to feel forced. And I began to wonder, what was wrong with me? Was I, do I believe enough? Is there something, like, physically wrong with me? I don't know what's going on. And so... Um, and during that time, my anxiety got really bad to a point where that I'd never really seen it get. And so then I finally decided about a month ago to go talk with my college minister, and his name's Gary Head. If you don't know him, you should. He's pretty awesome. And so we get into talking, and we've just got the normal basic five minutes of meeting with a college minister. How's it going? How's your semester? What's going on with you? And all this stuff. And then finally he kind of interrupts all that, and he goes, hey, you know what, we talk a lot about your relationships with other people, but we haven't really talked about your relationship with God very often. Let's, let's dive into that a little bit. What has that been like for you? And so I just was like, well, okay, guess we're going for it. And I told him every single thing I'd been experiencing, about my doubt, about my confusion, about my really intense anxiety. But the thing that I focused on the most was telling him about how much I missed God. I missed He's, God's my friend, he's my, he's my dad, and he's the lover of my soul. I missed interacting with him and being close to him in the way that I'd felt in the past. And what I didn't know was that the next thing I was going to tell him was a story that seemed unrelated, but it ended up being completely related. So I told him about this time that I was in a Bible class when I was in the seventh grade, and our Bible teacher told a group of seventh graders to go spend time in the Word and to pray for 30 minutes. Seems like a pretty simple task except for the fact that it was seventh graders, so that makes that a little bit more difficult. And so, of course, after about ten minutes, all of us are messing with each other, we're shoving each other around, we're throwing stuff across the room, and so he gathers us back in the room, and I, I began to realize that that was a test, our ability to sit there for 30 minutes in the Word. And so he begins to look at each of us in the face, and I can tell he's so disappointed in us. And he says these words. He says, God spends every second of every day thinking about you, and you can't even spend 10 minutes thinking about him. And I was mortified. I felt like I just showed up to a fancy Valentine's date, and your date brings you a diamond necklace, and I gave him a Snickers bar is kind of what it felt like. And so... I told Gary that story, and we both sat in silence for a minute, and then he said this really cool thing to me, uh, and I wrote it down exactly because I didn't want to forget it, and he said, 
What if the fact that God is spending every single second of every day thinking about you is meant to give you more freedom than anything rather than be a source of shame? And I just started to think about that. And I realized that I had been repeatedly taught through my childhood that worship is this huge responsibility. And I had interpreted that, that you have to do it a specific way. If you don't do it good enough or for long enough, then it's terrible. And you better not do it wrong or else God's not going to know you. (laughs) And that was kind of what I've been taught through this church camp experience, just like in a little bit there. Um, And so... I began to ask myself the question, what if we learned to stop white-knuckling our worship? What if we realized that it's not up to us to make it happen? What if our worship is as simple as turning our attention to God throughout our day to say, hey God, this is really awful, and I invite you to be here with me? Or what if we look at him and we say, God, this is one of the most amazing things, and I just want to thank you for this. This is really incredible. What if we decided to worship God while we did the dishes or drove our car? Some of us do that, but sometimes worship is, is just hyped up as being this thing that's so important that it has to be done perfectly. But that's not at all what it's supposed to be. And so today I am talking about how I worship. And I'm going to be honest with you that I am actively learning what it means for me to continue worshiping. But what I do know is this, is that the work of entering the presence of God was never, ever meant to be done by me. God is always near me. I'm always in his presence. He's closer to me than I am to my next breath. And so today, I just want to invite you to explore the simplicity that is found in our worship, to recognize that all we have to do is accept and rest in the fact that every amount of work needed for worship has already been done for you. God is right here, right next to you in every moment, no matter how terrible or how great. Um, Earlier this year, my close friend Jessica gave a chapel talk, and she discussed this concept of in every moment of your life, you can feel the pull of God, and it feels like he's sitting there shouting, hey, I'm right here, I'm right here, look at me. And I want to encourage you that that's true. And there's not some magic combination that you have to go through in order to access that. All you have to do is turn your head and look at him. Our only job in worship is to accept it for the gift that it is. And that's it. Nothing else. It's that easy. So you guys are dismissed.